don't be afraid to have the conversation. That's why we have wallet talks to encourage you to have these hard conversations because life is hard and you can't just wish it away. You can't just pray it away. You can't just think that you can avoid it. You have to face it. And some of our greatest times in life are when we push past those hard times. Welcome everyone to the latest edition of Wallet Talks Podcast, where we are exploring ways to have better conversations about money so we can make better decisions with our money. I am your host, Jason Alexander. Have you been wondering how to get your money right? Stressing every month with never-ending lists of financial demands? Or are you just tired of not knowing where all your money is going? Did you know that Wallet Coach has a solution? Wallet Coach offers one-to-one coaching sessions to get your money back into shape. Wallet Coach was formed to help everyday people get financially secure and free by teaching a four-step approach to money management. Our favorite testimony is one client who saved up $1,000 as an emergency fund within six months while only making $1,800 a month. If you are curious how Wallet Coach can help you in similar ways, Sign up for a free 15-minute consultation on our website, thewalletcoach.com. That's thewalletcoach.com. Or text the word COACH to 470-606-8949 to get a link to schedule. Now back to the show. Hey guys, we are ready to get this show started and I am so pleased to have my wife here to grace us with her presence once more. I'm really appreciative of her coming on this episode and was spawned by our conversation and she just took it and was like, hey, we should do this for the podcast and I appreciate her for that. So welcome, Tiffany, to Wallet Talks Podcast. Thank you very much. Yes. How do you feel, Tiffany? I feel better now that that 2, 3 a.m. conversation is over. (laughs) Don't give away so quickly what we're going to talk about. So, yeah, the idea, the catalyst was a 2 a.m. conversation for sure. But what was it about? We'll get there. I want to share some statistics first in a segment that we call Did You Know? Are you ready for this? I'm going to I'm going to give some share some statistics to Tiffany and see how she responds to it. Are you ready for that, Tiffany? Yep. All right. So here we go. Did you know that 50 percent of married couples divorce? Yes. Hmm. Do you know what rate that is in the world? Like, what's the rank of that? No. It's the sixth highest ranking in the world. for So U.S. divorce rate of 50% is the sixth highest in the world. Gotcha. Do you know what the divorce rate is for second marriages? Lower than that. Probably 20%. It's 60%. Wow, you would think you would have learned something from the worst. <laughs> well, maybe um, the third. 
What about the third? The third what? The third third marriage. What do you think is the voice rate for that? I have no idea. It's, hopefully it doesn't go up. I mean, hope, hopefully. Give me a guess. You got to give me a guess. 63. I don't know. Oh, you were close. It's actually 73. Okay. So it goes up. It goes up. So there's per a positive correlation. Subsequent marriage. Yes. Between number of marriages and and divorce. There's uh, a positive correlation. Yeah, yeah. There's a yeah because okay, it as increases. As the number of marriages go up, the divorce for that person, rate, the divorce, the divorce rate, the probability increases. of being divorced is increased. Okay, I remember a little bit from my psychology statistics okay. class. Well, tell me this: What do you think are the top three reasons for people divorcing? Money's got to be up there. Okay. Irreconcilable differences. Okay. As big as that is. Mm-hmm. Infidelity. Okay. You, did you look at my sheet? No, I used to s- kind of study relationships and things of that sort, so it always intrigues okay. me when I hear different things, and I tend to hear it multiple times. All right. Well, did you know that the U.S. Census did a survey of the top three reasons people have marriages in a divorce? Number one at 43% is incompatibility. The very vague one that you said, were like, what's incompatible? You were compatible, but now you're incompatible? All right, how did we get incompatible? The second coming in at 28% is infidelity mm. the third coming in at 22 percent money issues mm. what do you think i think we're going to talk about money issues yeah we are <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about money issues we're going to so what i take from that is okay divorce rates are increasing even not increasing, but the more frequent, the more marriages you have, the higher probability of being divorced there is. And the three reasons to me center around communication, at least two of the three. Mm. Okay. Like incompatibility is like, okay, you just somewhere you fail to communicate in some way. Mm. Right. And then the money issues, as you and I are about to talk about, really comes from a place of, not having a vision, aligned vision, and not really communicating to each other and listening to each other. But the question is, how? Yeah, that is true. Some people don't know how. That's true. People, and and that's 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 why we have this podcast. Yes, I, I do want to ask. Yeah, I, I would do a disservice to um, my research. Yeah. People that want to know where you got your stats from. I said it. The U.S. Census Bureau did a survey. Oh, I thought that was just for the top three reasons. That was for the top three. What about the 50%? Do you remember? Do you really want me to look that up right now? I have it on the screen. I have to just give me a moment. You can just start talking and I'll look it up. Yeah, you just have to, you know, show the proof. You know, it can't be just throwing out stats. They only interviewed 10 people and they say 50%. That's only five. But I guess my whole thing is it's got to be a good enough sample size. So, you know. Anyways, so Tiffany. So Tiffany wants me to pull up the article. It's World Population Reviews. So I don't know what else you want me to. Okay. It's a divorce rate by 
by state actually this one's by state 2022 um so i don't know if they have their evidence here i mean they have little ratios and graphs but i don't know what you're looking for so i was just trying to figure out what sources divorce by state it's zippa Zippia, which Zippia. is a career site i don't know what that means I okay have... all right so can we move on sure all right so it's a somewhat reputable number that we can fairly it's not the first time i've heard it so my guess is it's valid okay thank you so and even if it's not valid percentage wise i think that many people would agree or know that these are some common reasons why people that they've known have divorced yeah i think so too and so what do you like we just celebrated 10 years of marriage Mm mm-hmm do you think we have some of these issues? I know the not three? infidelity. Now I know that one for sure. The three, the okay, three. incompatibility, infidelity, money issues. Money, yeah, we've definitely grown in our views of money. Yeah. Um, and I would say that um, despite some people thinking that we have our money game on lock Meaning? every single day, that is definitely not the case. Yeah, a lot of people think we're on the same page about money. And to be honest, earlier in our marriage, we weren't. And then we were. And then now we're kind of like, okay, you guys are going to hear a little bit more about that in the episode. But um, you may be surprised at what you hear from both of us about how we handle money in our marriage and our different viewpoints. So let's get into it. Like, for real, like we let's tell you what happened uh, a couple nights ago, 2 a.m. We're having conversations. Well, I don't know why we started conversation. First what, of all, first I wanted to know what was on your mind or something like that. Yeah, and then you asked, you started getting real deep. And I'm like, well, usually I'm the that's one that's on up. My mind. I'm usually the one up past midnight. And somehow this guy, oh, you took a nap that day. That's what I did it is. Take you a nap took a day. long nap, and he just had his question just rolling. I'm like, really? Like, we're in bed, and you're asking me these deep questions. And then I got to a point where I was upset, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to go to sleep. I got to wake up in like six hours. And it ended up, though, being a good conversation. Yeah, but it did start off rough. And, I, yeah. and, I'll, and I'll tell people what I was thinking. So in that moment, I was, after taking a long nap, I I wasn't like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed in the bed just thinking. I was kind of tired and I was kind of ready to just be silent and go to sleep. But Tiffany again? asked, mm-hmm. yes, again, Tiffany was asking me like, hey, talk to me. And I'm like, talk to me to sleep. I was like, I ain't got nothing. Yeah. Now, if we, now I'm thinking about something. And so she was like, just talk. And I was like, all right, I'll talk to you. Let me ask you these questions. And she gave one response. And I forget what the first question was, but the second one was basically, yo, um, I'm really thinking about doing this investment. And she said something. Oh, she, she said something like, I disagree with that. And I was like, wait, you disagree? No, you it kind of started with, 
it first started with you wanting to talk business at two, three o'clock in the morning in the bed. And so it was like, yeah, that's true. Why are we talking about well, this? That's right what now? I'm thinking about. And you would think it would just, you know, how you have those conversations with people and it's like, oh, I'm just going to do a dusting. And next thing you know, it's like a full on deep cleaning. Like, that's how it was. He like touched on it real lightly. And then he just kept digging and stuff. I was like, oh, no, I hope we're not going down this route. Not right now. Two, three o'clock in the morning. And well, okay, so it was about the business and uh, a, a, a thing that I was not a thing, but a task that I thought that you championed and was going to like take it on and follow through and stuff like that. And I was kind of asking a follow up question and saying like, "Hey, how are things going with this?" Yeah. And you was like, "Really? How did?" And I was like, "Yeah, really. Like that's what I'm thinking." Yeah. And then you answered it in a way that made me dig more. Because mm-hmm. I was astonished by your answer, which mm-hmm. was, I don't know. I just, you know, I, oh, you were supposed to, she put the, she, you you said, you were supposed to remind me on Thursday. Yes. Yes. So that, it was, to have a meeting about this. And I was yes. like, so my mind immediately went to offense mode because I was like, wait a minute. If you're the champion of this uh, project, project for our business, for our like business. Coach. How is it that the assistant or the non-person that's leading the chat that supposed to remind you to talk to me about something? It's like you're the leader, you're the you're championing this thing. You should be like, hey, I want to talk to you on a Thursday. Here's the time. Not me. Hey, it's Thursday. Can you come talk to me? <laughs> so that kind of took me. Yeah. Tip me. And so, but we talked about okay, why did you feel that way? Why did you feel like I felt? I was asking you, so Tiffany, why did you just let the, the ball drop on this? And she was like, I didn't let the ball drop. And and I was like, okay, it sounds like you did, but I want to know why. And I'm a big person on, I'm, I'm a big advocate of asking why and asking why and You're asking why. You're an No. You're is, an auditor by nature. I'm an auditor by nature. By profession, I should say. In the profession, they call it root cause analysis. Mm, I so call it over asking. No, we get to the root. So what happened then? And I started digging to get to the root of the issue. I got frustrated, but then a light bulb went off. So describe to the people the light bulb that went off. The light bulb was... We obviously thought differently about that particular project and how it should be approached by both parties. Yes, I we we understood that we had different expectations of the project, mm-hmm. and we learned that. So, for example, my expectation was that again she would be championing it, take the lead, and pretty much just go run it, run with it autonomy and everything like that. On her part, she was just like, "Hey, it was just an idea." Mm-hmm. And you're still the lead, Jason. You're the face of the company. So you're the one that's supposed to keep me accountable and, and keep me structured and sound. And I'm like, I delegated it to you. Mm-hmm. So from there, we went into some financial situations. Um, well, before we go there, we also found out that you was you are a person that doesn't like that freedom that I was trying to give to you. Like, here's a, here's a project. It's really abstract. Get it done. And you're like, you said to me, that was, I thought it was pretty f- profound. 
if you do that to me, Jason, I'm going to just get disinterested in, and it's going to slip and it's not going to be a high priority for me. Well, let me rephrase it just a little bit in terms of how I want it to be conveyed. Is It's more so you are more free-flowing. Me, Jason, okay. Yes, you're more free-flowing, and I'm like, I need... I need parameters. I need you to tell me when we're going to do something, when we're not going to do something as it relates to that project. Like, I like to have structure. Okay. I like to, um, if I don't, if I have too much time available or if I don't have other people that I have to be accountable to, whether it could be a, it could be an appointment, it can be um, a job, it can be anything. It's just I need somebody else to hold me accountable, and it, it sounds kind of weird. I should hold myself accountable, yes, but in terms of me being productive and getting certain projects done, I almost need to be pigeonholed into a certain time frame. So, like for instance, if I know I have to be somewhere by twelve noon, but I want to get this one task done before I go. I need I can't I can't have an appointment that's scheduled for twelve that I can move to one <laughs> because you're gonna move it. I'm gonna move it. <laughs> I'm gonna like I needed to like stay there. I needed to be inflexible um, if I want to get that project done in that time frame. Yeah, and you also mentioned something too. You said if. I am if if the consequences only affect me and doesn't affect someone else, it, it's more it's even easier for you to let it drift, I guess. Like basically I'm to sum it up, I'm kind of a people pleaser to a degree. Right. And but on a more I guess better sounding it would be more just accountability. Like I just Right. You know how some people need accountability for, you know, exercising and things of that sort. I feel like I need more accountability when it comes to certain things that are not necessarily at the forefront of my mind at all times. And so, like, you know, when I hear accountability, it sometimes can be in the form of just reminders. People come and tap you on the shoulder. Mm -hmm. Hey, did you do this? Did you think about this? What I heard from you that night was the the project wasn't as sticky for you be, or in whatever abstract thing that you're doing or having it to do it's it's not sticking for you and it's not at your core and it's not in front of your mind because it can only impact you like if you don't do it it's only going to harm you and you're like okay whatever but if you if you're not showing up for that project or doing that task and it affects someone else you're more likely to show up and be and excel at it because you don't want to disappoint that person. You don't want that yes. person to be harmed. Yes. And that's and that's not necessarily a, a healthy way to think about things because you end up you know, sometimes I end up not accomplishing things that you know, I know I want to get done because I'm only accountable to myself. Mm-hmm. Um but in one in another way, it you know, it helps me have somebody that holds me accountable in certain areas yeah but that can't be me right 
Oh, it cannot be you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, I, it has to be somebody outside of Jason. Because we're one. So, if it's, again, if it's a negative impact on yourself. Well, you're just too close. You. Like, exactly. you're too close. Like, it just doesn't. It just doesn't work like just with the exercising we can never at least don't be talking about don't be talking about me we now. cannot I'm, be each other's accountability partner we be like oh yeah we're gonna do this we're gonna do this we're gonna we're gonna go walking together we look at each other be like you feel like walking no i don't either <laughs> guess we're gonna sit here oh or another goodness. person is oh, i want to go walking well i don't guess we're gonna sit here or the other person just yeah, goes out true. and does it. Yeah. Yeah, there's just yeah. certain areas we cannot be, we cannot hold each other accountable in. Yes. And that's fine because, you know, God surrounds us with other people. Yes. Too. So, so mm-hmm. when did we get into the finance? How do we, how did we take that conversation and end it into a revelation, an epiphany about how we think about money? Well, kind of like um, me when I said I need structure and parameters. Like when you think about, driving in a car and you're in a lane you know some people swerve from lane to lane that's you like you can swerve from the slow lane to the (laughs) fast lane to the middle lane maybe be in in between lanes i'm like okay i need to be in one lane at a time i need to know that i'm uh, this is where i'm gonna be and i don't want to be all over the place yeah I, i need less risk and i need to to not be hopping all over the place. And here's the thing that I just hit me. And if you if you're driving in that lane, let's say the slow lane, and you're just being straight, you know, straight and narrow, and abiding by the speed limit and things like that, and the guy comes around and starts speeding around you, you try to disassociate yourself. You slow down probably a little bit and try to distance yourself from that person that's going yes. all crazy because you think basically they're going to crash, right? Mm-hmm. So. From a financial standpoint, when I when I just thought about that, you're distancing distancing yourself from that person because of the possible inevitable impact you think they're gonna have. Mm-hmm. Is you're distancing yourself from my wild ideas? Yes. And that honestly, telling everyone and you already know this was kind of disappointing and kind of just deflated some of my activities because I was like, where's my girl? She's not right next to me. What's going on? Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I literally would do this to Tiffany. I would have like three ideas in one day, (laughs) (laughs) maybe even more. And my mind is always going about something. And she's like, Oh my gosh, stop, stop it. Like what happened to our, our our vision of this, that, and the other. I'm like, yeah, but we can expand it. We we're on this track, you know, like it's, I can I can definitely have that syndrome of changing lanes a lot, but I think that I'm still progressing down the road, mm-hmm. and which I am. But I just I'm just weaving in and out of traffic. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, but let's just stay in this lane. Yeah, and and ultimately, what we realize is, you know, yeah, we're switching lanes, but we're going in the same direction. We and we have the same vision. We just have a different way or different lane that we're traveling in or that we envision, you know, being in and are comfortable in, really. Yeah, and so, like, um, what was the illustration that we said that it um, we used the highway system? Oh, yeah, 7585 in Atlanta. Yeah. So you got 7585, 
you're going to the airport. So like, so for those who are not in Atlanta, think about the map of Georgia, right? And down the center, um, from okay, from the from the west tip, westernmost part tip, there's 75 coming down to the center of of Georgia, which is Atlanta, right? Well, semi-center. And then on the far east, you have 85. No, am I doing that right? Don't you, ask me. You I don't know. know. I might you know, be doing this wrong. We ended up going in a whole other direction, Alabama one day. I might be. <laughs> right. So you have another highway coming down from the east side, coming and meeting in, in Atlanta. And they're on one accord. I mean, they're, they, they merge for like 20, 30 miles. And then they split back off. And the one that was going that that started from the east starts going towards the west, and the one that started on the west starts going towards the east, which is seventy five. Yeah, so eighty five and seventy five. So seventy five, I seventy five started in the west and ends towards the east coast, and I eighty five starts on the east and ends in the west coast. But in the middle, they came together. And I thought of that as a marriage. Two people are on their own roads. They eventually come together. But at some point, they start to splinter off. Mm. And it's kind of like those marriage statistics we thought mm-hmm. we talked about. Mm-hmm. They start having incompatibility because possibly they're not talking to each other as much. They're, they're, they're not connected with each other because they're actually drifting apart. And and possibly even, you know, the whole part about compromise. Right. Because it can't be my way or the highway, all pun intended. Like, it cannot be that you have to be able to talk through. That's true. And share with each other what your different, not vision, but different approach to the same vision and be able to weigh the pros and cons together and come up with a plan that hopefully incorporates both. But if not, you know, talking through to see what is something that is palatable on both ends. Yeah, yeah. And and so talking through that, I want to say this. When I was doing my root cause analysis Mm -hmm. and asking the tough questions or not tough questions but just keep poking poking Mm -hmm. you i I did that under the heavy guidance of the holy spirit i want to say that like he had warned me he's like don't get angry calm down breathe breathe and just ask this question because I've done it in the past where the same question, but I put some emotion to it mm-hmm. and some sternness and some like, hey, I need an answer right now. Mm-hmm. She just just shuts down. This time, I eliminated the emotion, just asked a curious question, non-judgmental, and just to, and listened. But you said something about, in, in addition to that, you said something in regards to your way of the highway. Mm-hmm. And... If I didn't have that tough conversation, I think a lot of people fall victim to not communicating and pushing through those tough conversations, those mm-hmm. hard when it's kind of irritating mm-hmm. and not having a technique to push through it like the Holy Spirit guided me. Mm-hmm. And because they don't go down that route, they get a point of, you know what, I'll just do it myself. Mm-hmm. 
right? His and her his and her money. money. His and her money. Like it literally came across my mind, honestly. Mm. Like, you know what? I know these ventures are going to help us reach our financial goal. Mm-hmm. And I asked you that question. I said, do you believe in our financial five-year plan? Mm-hmm. And you said, honestly, no. You you said a... I think it... I feel like it would be longer, 10 to 15 years. Right. Yeah. I, I think we have the same vision as in terms of what happens. It's just a, a matter of the time line and How? the way yeah. that we get there. Right. And that's where I'm a little more apprehensive just because I... I don't, I'm not a big fan of risk in any part of my life. And you're just like, let me have it. No, well, I'm not but like, you it. Have. I'm not let you have it. I'm like, there has to be some element of risk. Yes, yes. And I think that's, you also have a financial background that allows you to understand and study these types of avenues, you know, and, and I'm more of like, uh, numbers don't lie. <laughs> and the numbers right here don't look good, but we have learned in the past, you know, for instance, you know, selling certain things and realizing the value later. Um, we have had that before, so yeah. I can understand how sometimes things look a certain way, but if you just set it out or sit it out, you know, it may actually end up benefiting you if you're just patient. Yeah, and and so I want to tell people, like, yo, be patient in those conversations. Mm-hmm. It may c- be cringy, mm-hmm. but be patient. And I want to give a piece of advice for all the married couples out there. The Bible definitely talks about this. A soft response quenches anger. Mm-hmm. I, just, I paraphrase that, but that's essentially what it's saying. Like, mm-hmm. So me not having fire in my voice and being calm and just asking the question tempered down her frustration <laughs> that I had created because I was asking these questions because I was frustrated mm-hmm. and I was patient enough to let her talk through it. That was the first time I've done that in a long time. Mm-hmm. And it came to great revelation because I I was getting frustrated because initially that she said well no i don't believe that we can do this in five years and i'm like okay what the world we were just doing this because i need to and our five-year goal is to have um not five-year goal but where our our objective is to have our lifestyle supplemented or paid for through passive income now that can come in various ways and i i've been going down one path and she wants to go down another, of course. That's what we've been talking about. But having pushing through that conversation to talk through it was tough and to get through the emotions. But once we got there, I got to see that, okay, this is why Tiffany did this. Mm-hmm. This is why, because she is a structured person. I knew it, but I didn't correlate it to why she wasn't on board that I thought she would be because when I heard the vision, I thought the vision was this, we're going to be, we're going to use passive income to supplement our lifestyle and we're going to do it in these three facets. Mm -hmm. And I thought you was a hundred percent on board and you was like, I'm not, I I said it was okay. The way that you went about it. Right. And then type of thing. And so but eventually I found out why you felt that way. Mm-hmm. And it brought us 
closer because we were able to break through mm-hmm. that and get to that root cause. And that root cause gave me different perspective and said, okay, so I need to change up. I need to provide some security for my wife mm-hmm. and our vision, mm-hmm. right? And and not the vision, because we both believe that we want to have passive income covered. That's, that's mm-hmm. the thing. But how we do it mm-hmm. needs to incorporate her her quirks and her um, way of doing way of, way of doing, and it can incorporate mine. Mm-hmm. And so what we came up with, it, it was what I offered. I was like, well, what if for our like passive income, it's more of a structured pattern that's given to us by a financial advisor, and you you need to you know that it's it's a it's a pl- uh, a play or a plan where. We invest in IRAs that are stable, um, that are consistent as long as we keep contributing at a certain rate. Mm-hmm. It's going to grow at this certain rate, mm-hmm. and it's proven, and it's kind of they have mm-hmm. the the graphs to show it. Mm-hmm. Let that be one leg of it, mm-hmm. and and that used to be the only leg. Really. That used to be the only leg. Pre-pandemic. I started, <laughs> yeah, and I tried to start adding. And then took another turn with this man's mind over here. Yeah, I started seeing different opportunities, so I was like, let's add two more legs to it. Let's add rental income. Let's well, he almost add... dismissed the whole part of that plan. I, do you I remember? You almost was almost, just like, I'm, I'm going to just do this with the I, IRA I and all this stuff. And I was like, hold on, hold on. They, the, they talk about diversification for a reason. Until yesterday, <laughs> until that conversation, I was still thinking like, you know what? Let me just cash in these one IRAs mm-hmm. and just go in on getting this investment property. Mm-hmm. Because that's the quickest way in my mind mm-hmm. to get to our goal of mm-hmm. passive income covering our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And that we could it could happen but I'll that lifestyle will be much different because I'll be by myself and this lady right here to me <laughs> will not be there you know she would have been like you hey, go ahead and get that out you go ahead I, don't, I can't and but that's the that's the incompatibility mm-hmm. where it's like we're not working together it's like yeah. well I it, it's really eye-opening that conversation because to me it seemed like we definitely saw uh, each other and did something important, I think, which is accept each other. Mm-hmm. Well, give each other grace to be flexible, adjust and pivot, which is what we're now doing again. You're doing it in terms of what you feel like is best yeah, financially. Adding, adding a more secure Yeah, keeping channel. that secure thing. You never did keeping, anything with it that yeah, I know of. Keeping a secure <laughs> yeah. channel and have adding, I can add some, you know, some more wild, free, riskier channels to it but we got that one core yeah but also just you know playing to our strengths and weaknesses right so or playing to our strengths really because you know in one regard there's a strength in me saying you know we need to have something stable over here there's also a strength in you saying let's take a risk and we could actually end up with with more money too um and, and that's fine i mean just kind of getting the best of both worlds in a sense and ultimately what we need to you know remember is to also just check in like we did last night check mm-hmm. in to see you know if we're in the same lane are we at the same speed you know ultimately are we going in the same direction to get to the same vision you know yeah. and and somebody is not leaving you at a yellow light and you get the red light and then you like dang you just left me dang i was i was probably gonna do that 
just leave me and I want to see the cops yeah <laughs> Like, let me just, you know, she want to keep going slow. Let me just, hey, she catch the light, she catch the light. <laughs> I'm sorry. That ain't right. You know where I'm going to be at. <laughs> down 75 South. Oh, my goodness. Why she took the wrong turn and went down 85 80 South. That's funny, Jay. Yeah, so uh, that's that's what we encourage you to do is, you know, have those conversations with your spouse, with yourself, too, like what you want and, and just – Always remember a plan, a dream without a plan. It just, it's just a wish. It's just a wish. Just a wish. Just a wish. Wish away. Wish away. We should keep our day dreams. We definitely should keep our day jobs. Yeah. It won't always be pretty, though. Yeah, it won't. Always, and, I mean, we recently, you know, someone, you know, we hear people saying, like, oh, y'all got it all together. Mm-hmm. And that night. I was like, oh, my gosh, we don't have it all together. Mm-hmm. What is on? Wh- are we going in different directions? And it was just a small tweak. But now I feel more secure in my actions because I know that I'm going to meet her expectations or her needs with having that secure channel while I can still have my fun. more riskier channels. And we can have fun. Yeah. So overall... Guys, we are just sharing us like the real. Like this is this literally happened two days or two nights ago or something like that, and it's still fresh. But I did feel a sense of intimacy. Oh yeah, definitely. I was smiling. I was smiling. I was glad I had that conversation because, to be honest, that night I wasn't just talking to you. I was talking to myself, and I realized in some other areas of my life, like wow, I need this structure in order to really get to the next level. And something that I've been almost avoiding is something that's actually healthy for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I realized for me, even in like my other careers, having this conversation helped me realize something about myself and why I haven't been drawn to new job offers that are resemblance of my old career Mm. and it made me realize like you know what I'm really a risk taker I'm really like autonomy I am an entrepreneur at heart at heart and I would be the one that's like if I were to go back to well if yeah if I was going to go back to the workforce whether part-time or full-time I need you to tell me when you want me to be there and 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 you need to tell me when my shift is over (laughs) so I know how to structure my day and I can't have you saying you can come in at any time between whatever, whatever. I'll give you the hours you're asking me for, but it's not going to help me. I need you to tell me. Yeah. Yeah. And you be a part of a team that you believe in. Yeah. And that's professional. Yeah. Well, and then also having, you just having that sense of knowing that your work is contributing to something yeah. and that your work can affect someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, again, that intimacy of knowing each other um, was was priceless. It, it, it's I think having those having that kind of conversation throughout our marriage. I know we had it throughout our ten years has allowed us to stay mm-hmm. ten years. Now again, sometimes those conversations don't end well, but tonight it, that night it did. Mm-hmm. It was very good. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hope you got something from that, folks. We are super excited about 
what's coming up next for Wallet Coach. We're going to have more episodes. We're almost at episode we reached our almost at our goal for this year. We were when I first started out, we were trying to do at least 20 and I think we're really really close to it. We're going to keep pushing away and we really appreciate you guys support and hope that this is adding value. So please leave us some comments, leave us some um insights on what you think would be more valuable if this is not valuable but we know we believe this is from the feedback we already gotten so far it's been pretty pretty valuable pretty interesting so thank you for those comments and keep them coming and as we close you know if you put god first Mm -hmm. in your marriage meaning that you consult with him and you make your job your marriage i mean not your job you make your god your your marriage and your job in that order things will kind of work out and i'm going down this tangent because a wise man told me that um in 20 in the beginning of 2020 and i've had those those uh, that alignment in reverse or out of order where job was first and then Tiffany was second. And I was trying to put, you know, it's like, hey, God, I'm working over here providing for us. So, you know, go take care of her. <laughs> go take care of her. The nerve. The nerve of me, right? <laughs> when he's like, no, that's your job. You come talk to me and then you go take care of her. Mm-hmm. I got you. So so that was that's what happened, I, I believe, that night. I was like, Lord, you got to help me. And because and, – and it's funny – because and it's funny now that I think about it before we had that conversation I had said in our prayer that night before we went to you know got into the bed really I was like Lord give us wisdom how you know on our 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 career paths and financial paths and things like that thinking that God was going to answer that prayer probably (laughs) you know in the future but it was literally probably 10 minutes later (laughs) So, only do it. So any last. He may not come when you want, but be there right on time. He may not come when he want it, but he'll be, be there, there right, right on time. time. So, I'm, I'm sure these people don't okay. want to hear us saying. So any last comments, Tiffany? You want to give to the people as we sign off? Don't be afraid to have the conversation. That's why we have wallet talks. Mm. To encourage you to have these hard conversations, because. Life is hard, and you can't just wish it away. You can't just pray it away. You can't just think that you can avoid it. You have to face it. And some of our greatest times in life are when we push past those hard times. Those initial hard times. Yeah. And knowing that you said this before in a previous podcast, it's temporary. Mm-hmm. It's just temporary. Yeah. This too shall pass. Yep. So, guys, that's it. That's the show. Thank you again to Tiffany for coming through, my lovely wife. Yes. And, again, it doesn't matter what you make. It's what you do, what you make. So, hey, start changing your mind by getting books, listening to podcasts like this, and start doing things a little bit different. Because if you change your mind, you change your wallet, you change your life. This is Jason Alexander with his co-host Tiffany Alexander this time saying peace out.